May the words of my mouth and the meditation of all our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Throughout this week, as I've sat with these readings for today, what kept coming to mind was something that Dr. Fauci has said to our leadership. He said, I don't know how to explain to you that you should care about other people. That is exactly what God's commandments teach us. Which is the greatest commandment? That's the question that the scribe poses to Jesus. Remember, lots of various religious leaders and teachers have been asking Jesus questions since he arrived in Jerusalem. But this question, this feels like the big question worth 51% of the grade on the final exam. Which is the greatest commandment? Before we turn to Jesus' response, I wonder what yours would be today. For where you are right now, in your current context, which is the great commandment that you are striving for? Is it honoring your parents? Is it being truthful and not bearing false witness against your neighbor? Is it paying attention not to worship false gods? There are many answers that we could give. And spoiler alert, whatever commandment comes to mind, that is the right answer. So I invite you to take a second and think about it. What is the greatest commandment for you in your life as it is today. Jesus answered, the greatest commandment was to love God and love his neighbor. That was and is absolutely true. And he gives this answer in the context of knowing that people were already conspiring against him to have him killed. He gives this answer knowing that he is walking faithfully towards the end of his life. And in doing this, he was loving God and loving his neighbors, the faithful of his generation, the faithful of the generations before him, and of the generations to come. Jesus was loving his neighbors. The love that Jesus exhibits is towards another. It is towards us all. It is a communal love, desiring for us to thrive and be fully alive as the community of God's people and as the family of God. So whatever commandment came to mind as the greatest for you, 
is the one where you are striving to thrive in love. Because the other commandments, the ones that Jesus did not select, are about how we love God and our neighbors. They help guide us on the how to love. We love our neighbor by telling the truth as we know it. We love those around us by recognizing the false idols that our society raises up as defining one's worth, recognizing that those idols are false and that one's worth is derived because they are beloved by God. This is how we have love for ourselves and our neighbors. St. Luke's is a community that at its heart is pure love. When the pandemic began in March of 2020, I remember the jolting feeling of absence, of longing to be together here in this space, wanting to gather and sing and say prayers together, hearing my own voice blending into all of your voices as one beautiful cacophony. And yet, we found new ways to come together and to be community. We continued our work of service by gathering water bottles from each and every one of us so that we could help our neighbors who are experiencing homelessness to have a safe source of water with their meals. We called one another, reaching out to our entire parish via phone trees just to have a conversation and ask about one another's well-being. And we have gathered many of our new friends who continue to join us online from various parts of the country and the world, not only to worship with us, but also to participate in classes and small groups with us. I am so very appreciative of the many new ways that we have found to be community together when life for all of us changed so dramatically. And now that we are gathering back together in person, I am beyond grateful once again to hear our voices rise together to feel the energy of you impact the energy of me, there is such a vibrancy in this house of God. Last night, my daughter Madeline shared with me a poem that she had written, and I share this now with you with her permission, but I had to give her credit. It's titled Church. It is the sound of people shuffling in their pews. It is the sound of the pages in the bulletin turning all at once. It is being at home and at church and spotting people we know in the congregation. It is listening to the sermons and laughing 
making connection and observing. It is seeing old friends and making new ones. It is welcoming all people. It is listening to the organ and singing and occasionally dancing. It is admiring the stained glass window. It is feeling all the different textures in the church that are a part of the books and paintings and paper and people that come in. Her words express the love that pervades this community, the community of St. Luke's. I wonder what church is for you. What we have learned through this pandemic is something that we already knew intellectually, but we have felt much more powerfully in the past 19 months. The church is not a building even a building as beautiful as St. Luke's. The church is the people, the community gathered together online and in person to love God in worship and prayer and action. The community gathered together to love one another and to love our neighbors and to be love in action. Love that purely seeks the thriving of another. Church is where we remember that we too are beloved. So I'm going to do something a little unepiscopalian. I want us to offer a prayer of thanksgiving, of gratitude for the community gathered in this moment. Whether today is your first time joining us or you have spent a lifetime at St. Luke's, we are so grateful for your presence and your voice, for the gift of your beautiful spirit here among us. Now for the unepiscopalian part. I'm going to ask you to be interactive. For those of you here in the nave, Turn to the person sitting next to you in the pew or in front of or behind you and look them in the eye and say a prayer of thanksgiving for that person, either silently or aloud. You can simply say, Beloved, thanks be to God for you. Now before you start, for those of you joining us online, you can do this too. Either turn to the person in the room with you or tap in, or type, tap, type in the chat the name of someone in the online community and say, Beloved, thanks be to God for you. Okay.
Beautiful. Beautiful. I heard y'all back there. Good job. Isn't it great to hear once again that you are beloved? And we, this community gathered today, thank God for you. I can tell you some of the science behind how our body responds to the offering and receiving of gratitude. It activates all the positive systems in your body that promote thriving, healing, and well-being. Going back to the gospel, the scribe, upon hearing Jesus, does actually reflective listening. He mirrors back in his own words what he hears Jesus saying. He mirrors back, almost translating what this commandment means to him. And Jesus says, well done. Today the kingdom has come near. Yes, taking this commandment and absorbing it into your own words and your own way of being is how the kingdom of God is realized. If we felt just a slight benefit of the flood of love and of thriving this morning as we prayed for one another, then just think what can happen when we put this commandment to love God and love our neighbor as ourselves at the center of our common life together. Just dream how this intentional focus on loving God and neighbor could transform our worship, could transform our budgeting, our outreach and our inreach, and our dreaming together anew for this congregation and this city. What impact would it have on us if every morning before our feet hit the floor and we rise for the day ahead, we took a breath and challenged ourselves to be grounded in this commandment today. Love the Lord our God and love our neighbor as ourself. How do you mirror this? How does this translate into your work and how you move through the day? How does this translate into your treasure, both how you give your money and where you spend it? How does this translate into your relationships, into your community? The spiritual practice that this unlikely scribe offers to us is to paraphrase the commandment to love and translate it into our lives, into our minutes and hours and days, into our very being. As we heard in Deuteronomy, we are encouraged to keep these words that God is commanding us today in our heart. Recite them to your children. Talk about them when you are at home and when you are away. 
when you lie down and when you rise up. Bind them as a sign on your hand. Fix them as an emblem on your forehead and write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. Love, the reminder to love, to be love, to move through love. Write it everywhere you are. As God has loved us, as Jesus has loved us, so we must love one another. Beloveds, thanks be to God for you. Amen.